Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. To be, to be ambidextrous means to be adept, as adept with your left hand as you are with your right hand, or vice versa. Amen. You notice how if you're right-handed, especially if you're not ambidextrous like me, it's so awkward to write with your left hand and it just flows with your right hand. How many know sometimes you go through seasons in Christianity that I call left-handed seasons? Come on, I'm just going to be real. I didn't come to preach to you today. I come to tell you where we're at as Life Church and you as individuals. Amen. I just need somebody to be honest with me. Do you ever have left-handed seasons of prayer? Do you ever have left-handed seasons of worship? Amen. <laughs> or right-handed, Randy. Uh, you, you ever have them seasons where what was normal, natural, and easy all of a sudden becomes awkward? Huh? Have I got the right crowd today? Amen. For no reason at all. It just seems like I was flowing. And all of a sudden now, it takes a little more effort. It takes a little more concentration. You feel me, don't you? Amen. It, it, just, it, just, it just takes a little more. Well, I, I need you to understand you're going to go through ambidextrous seasons or you're going to go through left-handed seasons. And if you don't understand it, if you don't learn to become ambidextrous, you'll never reach your destiny. You'll throw your pen down and say, forget it. I want to deposit something in you today. Amen. Uh, that's going to help you tremendously if you're able to receive it. All right. Now you're in the book of Genesis, but I want to let, I'm going to get Josh to pop up some scriptures to show you where this sermon came from on the ambidextrous church. It's Nehemiah 417. And now that you got a pen, take some notes. It says, and this was when Nehemiah began to build the kingdom that the devil had tore down. It says, they which built on the wall and they that bear burdens with those that laid it, every one with one of his hands, he wrought in the work and with the other hand, he held a weapon. Did you hear what I said? The enemy was pressing on them so hard that they literally had to build with one hand and fight with the other. I'm going to preach to people this morning that's in this predicament that you don't have the luxury of just building. You don't have the luxury of just fighting. You're in a season in your life where you're literally fighting with one hand and building with the other. Come on, am I talking to anybody in this place right now? Amen. And it's awkward. Somebody shout, it's just awkward. Amen. It's just like it's not natural and it's not easy. Amen. But I promise you, you're going to make it through. The Bible says, write this scripture down in 1 Chronicles 12, 32. Josh has got it on the screen. Don't worry about turning there. And, and I'm just throwing this in here as a point of reference. And the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times. Are you following me? They understood the times to know what Israel ought to do. 
the children of Issachar, they understood the times and they knew what Israel had to do. My goal today is to help you understand what time it is. So look at your neighbors, shake them real good and say, you know what time it is? Because see, if you don't know what time it is, you won't, you won't know how to respond. Amen. If you're confused about what time it is, what season it is, you won't know how to prepare to make it through this season. So we're going we're gonna to work on that. Now, you that are in Genesis chapter 15, verse number 1. I've stalled as long as I can. Have you found it? Genesis. It's in the Old Testament. It says, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold to me, you have not given seed. And lo, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This servant, basically, shall not be your heir, but your heir is going to come out of your own bowels. Your heir is going to come out of your own bowels. Genesis 15 and 5. And God brought Abraham outside the tent and said, Look toward heaven. And count the stars, if you be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and God counted to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought you out of Ur of the Chaldees to give you this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereabouts shall I know? that I shall inherit it. And so God said unto him, take me a heifer three years old, a she-goat three years old, and a ram three years old, and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these, and he divided them in the midst. He cut them in two. And he laid each piece, one on this side and one on the other side. But the birds he divided not. Verse number 11. And then the fowls came down upon the carcasses, and Abraham drove them away. A uh, couple of weeks ago, we preached out of the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 3 and verse number 1. It says, To everything there is a season, and there is a time to every purpose under the heaven. Amen. He said, there, there, there is a, a time and a season for all things, for everything. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to take the time to go back through it, but it says there, there's a time to be born. There's a time to die. There's a time for peace. There's a time for war. There, there's a time and a season for all things. It even said there's a time to lose. That's what your Bible says. There, there's a time to lose and there's a time to gain. And may I submit to you, amen, that sometimes we, we can't appreciate the times that we gained if we never had a time of losing. Sometimes it takes loss to make us appreciate the gain. 
I've, I've, I've actually uh, sat by the, by the bedside of, of, of really, really sick people, amen, that had to lose health before they appreciated relationship. Y'all are quiet this morning. I, I've actually been in situations to where I've seen people lose jobs. Amen. And it was the loss of that job that catapulted them into deeper realms of the spiritual uh, atmosphere. Amen. So sometimes it takes loss, amen, to catapult us into areas of gain. He said there's a time and a season for all things. Amen. And right now, remember I've just come to tell you what time it is so you'll understand what's going on in your life. Amen. Right now is a time of transition. Somebody shout transition. It's a time for change. Last night's message was all about change. It's a time to transition from one arena to another. And, And transition always comes with peril. The transition itself will always produce pressure. Are y'all with me this morning? Amen. And if you don't understand this, you never get to transition from one dimension into another dimension. Because you will see the opposition as this must not be God's will. Can I tell you, if, if, opposition, was, uh, if opposition was a sign that you're out of God's will, Paul would have never wrote one book of the Bible. Are you listening to me? If opposition is a sign that I've stepped out of the will of God, are y'all listening to me? Amen. Then then I'd never go anywhere. Amen. So I need to help somebody to know you'll never grow without opposition. You'll never overcome without opposition. You, you, (laughs) amen. The, the, uh, The very transition itself is going to produce pressure that if you don't understand it, you're going to let the pressure talk you out of growing. Uh, I I don't know much about it, but I got three kids and seven grandkids. I don't know much about carrying a baby, but I've been around it a lot. Oh, I love them suspenders on my newest grandson. (laughs) Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm distracted there. (laughs) Amen. But you can always tell No matter when the doctor says the baby's coming, no no matter what you got on the calendar, you can always tell when it's time for him to transition from this realm into that realm by pressure. Am I right about it? Pressure. (laughs) Amen. All of a sudden, when something is about to be born, Amen. There is an extreme level of pressure. Can I get an amen from all you moms? Amen. Amen. And it don't matter what date the doctor said. It don't matter what they said. You know, can I get a witness? You know by the pressure that it's time for you to give birth to something. Amen. A lot of you have been under extreme pressure. Oh, y'all ain't going to be able to say nothing this morning, but I'm still going to tell you where you're at. Pressure in your relationships. Anybody notice the pressure around the house lately? 
Oh, y'all just look at me straight ahead. Amen. Ain't nobody saying nothing. Ain't nobody not. Just pressure. Amen. I mean, just, just two weeks ago, everything was just flowing in the house. And now when you walk by your spouse, it's just pressure. It's just, you just feel the tension. Amen. Amen. Uh, how, how many's been feeling the pressure lately in your money? Just, just, just pressure. Just pressure. Amen. And if you don't realize what it is, you're going to begin to turn. If you don't understand this time of trans- transition, you're not going to know what to do. You'll start fighting those closest to you. I'm going to preach it whether you help me or not. Amen. You'll start accusing those closest to you. Amen. You'll, you'll start looking for people to blame. You'll start looking for things to, to, to blame it on. You'll start accusing this and you'll start accusing that. When all the time it's simply you're standing on the brink of going to a new dimension. Amen. All of a sudden, amen, it, it's, it, you, you was just flowing. And all of a sudden it seems like everything you're doing is left-handed. Worship is left-handed. Amen. You ever just standing in the worship service, amen, and it just feel like it's all left-handed. It's just awkward. Amen. It's just what used to flow. It's just awkward. The, your, the, the Bible said the children of Israel understood the times. And because they understood the time, they knew exactly what to do. My goal today is to help you understand the season you're in right now. Have you, I mean, have you ever noticed how the seasons change in your spiritual life? Amen. You ain't going to be able to say nothing, but I'm going to, I'm going to, we're just going to be honest today. I mean, it's like for no apparent reason, springtime shows up. Amen. Just, you, you didn't do any more. You didn't pray any extra. You didn't fast. Just all of a sudden, it's like springtime shows up and here comes unexpected life. Uh, I watch y'all go through this all the time. Amen. I, I, I see it. Springtime shows up. And all of a sudden, you have new desire. New desire will spring up in your spirit. Amen. Just for no reason at all, all of a sudden, everything starts budding in your life. Amen. Desire to read the Bible. Desire to study. Desire to seek the things of God. Amen. All of a sudden, just a holy desire for the things of God. And then, and, and in this season, faith just comes easy for you. Amen. It just comes easy. Just, you're in a right-handed experience with God. You're, you're just in a season to where the whole atmosphere is conducive. Amen. And you just catch yourself singing worship songs to God. Amen. And you're just able to believe. And in this season, you don't understand why they can't believe. Oh, my God. Huh? You, you don't even understand. You, you, you're in a season and you can't even relate to people who's having problems believing. Amen. Come on now. Y'all help me this morning. Amen. You, you even start to dream big again. Huh? You, you start seeing yourself doing great things for God. 
Amen. You, you may not tell nobody about it, but you're just in a season for no reason at all. And you're just dreaming big and you want to do more for God and you want to excel in God. Amen. There just seems to be a new inner desire to know more, to grow more, to do more. It just seems God's close to you at this point. This is where Abraham was. I mean, he was in the presence of God. God said, God was talking to him. I'm your shield. I'm your exceeding great reward. Amen. And then, uh, I don't know how this went down, but honey, the scripture says, God brought him outside. <laughs> it was like they were in the tent in a prayer meeting, and God said, let's go outside. Amen. Wow, I would, just, I would just love to see that. God said, let's go outside. And they went outside, and God told Abraham, just look up, Abraham. I need you to quit focusing on everything horizontal and I need you to start looking into another realm. You know, does, does anybody, you, you know those times, amen, when it's easy to look up? Have you ever found it hard to look up? When there's a gravitational pull pulling your focus to the natural and but God said, come on, amen. Y'all got to stay with me because I'm going somewhere. God said, let's go outside, Abraham. He said, just look up. Look up into that dimension. And he said, I want you to count the star. God knew Abraham couldn't count the star, but he was making a point. He said, if, he said you see those stars, amen. You're worried about an air coming after you. He said, if you can count those stars, that's how I'm finna bless you. Somebody said, thank God for springtime. He said, that's how many, that's how many children you're going to have. And it's in this season in Abraham's life eh, that he offered up a covenantal sacrifice to God. Abraham was saying, my God, this is so good. I'm going to be blessed beyond measure. My life is finna explode. And he started killing ox. He started killing sacrifices. He started sacrificing. Oh, who am I talking to? Amen. All of a sudden, amen, he couldn't do too much for God. Amen. He's laying out the sacrifices and they're laid out there and I ain't got time to teach it, but that was a, a sign of worship and covenant with God that me and God is going in covenant with one another and I'm finna have so many kids, I ain't gonna know what to do with them. I'm finna be blessed beyond measure. Amen. And the sacrifices are laid out there. And right in the middle of this experience with God, right in the middle of him couldn't pray enough, couldn't study enough, just God was so close to him. Right in the middle of it, the Bible says, here come the fowls of the air. Amen. Here come these, uh, these birds of prey. Amen. It actually means ravenous birds. Birds that just devour things. Right in the middle of an experience with God, here shows up the buzzards. And they start trying to steal what Abraham was enjoying. Oh my God, are, are, are y'all with me? Amen. They, they begin to steal. Have you ever noticed how right in the middle of your springtime, right when you seem to be making some spiritual progress, amen, the enemy of your soul shows up and all of a sudden, all of your faith seems to drain out. Oh, I'm just going to get out here where I can look at you because y'all ain't hipping me, amen. I know that I ain't told. Right in the middle of it, 
your sacrifice of praise, your worship, your devotion, amen, now is under attack by a thief who's trying to steal your experience with God. Oh my God, I feel my help coming this morning because I'm talking to you of right where you're at for no reason at all. Amen. The other day I was riding right-handed, but now I feel like I'm in a left-handed season in my life. And everything I say to my wife, she took it wrong. (laughs) Huh? Everything I said to him, he misunderstood me. Huh? Huh? And now I'm not even understanding why you said what you said. And I don't know why you had to say it like that. Oh, my God, it's just real. (laughs) Amen. And I don't know why you're mad because I said the right thing. But you're not mad because I said the wrong thing. You just said the right thing in the wrong way. Oh, my God. Somebody say left-handed. Amen. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? Huh? Yeah, you ever noticed that? And you're sitting there saying, I'm looking at you just like I always look at you. Amen. I'm looking at you at just the same. The only thing that changed is the season in your life. Amen. It's the season in your life. And now all of a sudden, I was budding out. I was flourishing. I was moving forward. And for whatever reason, a cold wind came blowing through my life. Who am I talking to this morning that is standing shivering in the wintry winds of opposition in your life? Amen. Two weeks ago, I couldn't wait to get to church on Sunday. This morning... I fought it all the way here. Boy, y'all looking at me like honey's running out of your faucets. Kool-Aid. You listen like everything's fine. I come to tell you our spirits go through seasons just like the season has changed. Are you listening to me? And if you don't understand that, you're going to sit there and freeze to death. Amen. Accusing the cold instead of saying, I know what to do. I'll go get another log and I'll put it on the fire. Is anybody listening to me? I know what time it is. It's winter time. And in winter time, I got to do things I didn't have to do in summertime. But one thing, but one thing I will do is maintain the desired temperature in this temple. Is anybody in this place? I need to help somebody. Don't lay there and pout and suck your thumb and say, I don't know why it's so cold. Get out there and split some firewood. Is anybody in this place? Throw another, high five your neighbor and tell them, throw another log on the fire. My God, man, it's winter time. You're fool. I didn't mean that. Whew. It's a season I'm in. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's foolish to sit there looking at your wife and your kids are freezing and you're shuddering saying, this don't make sense. I don't know why it's so cold in here. Hey Amen. You can sit there and freeze to death. Is the car say, I know what time it is. It's time to build a fire. It's time to take extra measures. Can y'all go? Can we go a little deeper? It just comes. And your Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter number one, that God created nature in the way that I could understand the Godhead. 
<laughs> Are you listening to me? Amen. I know winter's coming. But when it does come, I mean, how many's got a winter section in your closet? Huh? How many's got clothes you wear in the wintertime you don't wear in the summertime? Huh? Yeah. You may have them stored or they may be on this end of the closet or like me, they may be thrown the top of the closet or under the bed or wherever. Amen. But I don't need them during the summer so I don't worry about them. But when it comes wintertime, I start changing. I start changing my dressing habits. Is anybody listening to me? When wintertime comes, I have to change my dressing habits. And either I can be an idiot and walk out. Jermaine, remember last Friday night, two weeks ago, I went to the ball game in shorts and a short shirt. And I was sitting there freezing. What was I thinking? Amen. And I was snuggled up to Jermaine. And he's, he's warm. Jermaine's warm, y'all. <laughs> amen. But this Friday night, when I went to the ball game, amen, I said, I'm not going to let that temperature... <laughs> Oh, is anybody listening to me? I'm not going to let the atmosphere control my comfort. So I reached in another area of my closet. Can I help somebody? When winter time comes, you got to go deeper in your closet than you had to. My God, don't start blaming God. Don't lose your victory. Don't give up. He said, there is a time and a, a, a season to every purpose. And the purpose determines the means that I have to take to reach that end. And it's the same way in your spirit. If you can understand that about nature, why are you so confused? Well, I don't know where God is. That bottom lip sticking out. I just don't know where God is. It's so cold. It's so cold. Is anybody listening to me? I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to freeze to death. And you're going to sit there and die and blame it on God because you froze to death when God provided wood for you to put on the fire. Amen. And you may be saying right now, who am I preaching to in this place? Amen. It's your choice, Issachar. And now that you know what time it is, what you going to do about it? Tell your neighbors, I'm going to build a fire. I'm going to build a fire is what I'm going to do. And if the temperature ain't exactly what I want, I'll throw another log on the fire. Oh, I hope Jimbo's getting to watch this. This is his vision. Amen. I'll throw another log on the fire. I had to spend money this season that I didn't have to spend in my summer season. I had to go all the way to Winsboro and I paid him 175 bucks because I was getting ready for what I knew was coming. I need to help somebody. If you know it's coming, it won't catch you with your britches. Oh, that didn't work. It won't catch you with your britches down. If you know this season's going to change, you'll have your feet shod with the preparation of the, I'm ready. I am ready because I know seasons change. I mean, Abraham, you and God was just counting stars together. 
Oh, God, this is so good. One, two, three, four. Praise the Lord. Five, six, seven. Praise the Lord. Huh? Come on now. I'm preaching better than you shouting right now. We were just counting stars together. You were laying out sacrificial offerings to God, Abraham, when out of nowhere, here come a thief. When out of nowhere, when out of nowhere, here come a ravenous beast. Oh, God, I wish I had a sword or a club or something. Amen. Out of nowhere. Josh is getting really nervous right now. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, here came, here come ravenous beast, and they're trying to steal the devotion I had last week, and they're trying to steal the passion I had last week, and either I'm going to lay here and cry about these birds, amen, uh, it, it had to be birds, because these things was coming from that dimension to steal things out of this dimension. Isn't it amazing how thoughts will start coming? Uh, I said thoughts will start coming. You're going to do one of two things. If you don't know what time it is, you're not going to know. Amen. You're, you're, you're going to be susceptible to the ravenous thief. But Abraham said, huh. Amen. I know this is an awkward season in my life, but God just gave me a promise. I need to help. He just gave me a promise. He gave me a promise. Amen. That I'm going to be blessed. My seed's going to be blessed. My children's children's going to be blessed. And me receiving my promise depends on me. <laughs> she said, Jesus. <laughs> Here we go. My Lord, that's long. Yeah. He said, me receiving my promise. Huh? Make sure it's tight. They are scared to death up here. I don't know why. Are you listening to me? I need somebody to get a hold of this revelation. There are times when me and God can count stars together. But there is other times. There's other times when I got to get a club and say, you're not stealing my miracle. You're not getting my joy. Are you listening to me? You ain't getting my victory. I need somebody who knows what it is. Sometimes worship looks like this instead of like this. Uh, I said sometimes the devil. You got you to learn how to take worship to the next level if you're going to receive your destiny. Does anybody listen to me? If you think it's all hunky-dory, whatever that means, you're never going to break the cycle until you learn to pick up a club and say, devil, you ain't getting my joy today. I know what God told me. Are you listening to me? I know what he said for me. I know he's out for my good. And if I got to fight off the buzzards until I get my miracle, I'm going to swing and I'm going to... Some of you didn't understand this. 
you, you thought, huh? See, what you don't know, them buzzards is responding to your prayer. Them, them buzzards heard you praying too. Oh my God, who's in this place with me? Huh? Yeah, you wanted to grow. You wanted to do something for Jesus. You wanted to be anointed. Huh? And the sacrifice is the proof that you wanted to enter into covenant with God. Come on now. It was the sacrifice that drove the birds. Them buzzers didn't have nothing to go after until he started sacrificing. Oh my God. And you don't understand. I started praying more and look what happens. I started giving better and look what happens. It was your activity that drove the birds. And this is where a lot of people never make it past. And never make it past. Tell your neighbor it's transition time for Life Church. It's transition time, huh? Hey Amen. They started stealing stuff, and they started fighting. Can I tell you, hey Amen? Uh, Nehemiah lived a life of luxury until he started to build God's kingdom. That's the scriptures I read to you. He was eating king's food. He was a cupbearer of the king. He had it made. He should have left well enough alone. But he got concerned about God's kingdom. Amen. Are y'all listening to me? And the Bible says, when the, this is what your Bible says. When the enemy heard that someone was concerned about the kingdom, they got furious. Amen. It's your own passion for the things of God that has stirred the devil up. It stirred the birds up. Is anybody in this place? Amen. It's your own passion. So, so the enemy is going to try to steal your devotion. He had it made. He had it made. What do you do, Nehemiah? When the, when the building itself attracts the enemy. What do you do, Nehemiah, when it was your spiritual activity that got you in this trouble? <laughs> yeah. Some of you can't even relate to what I'm preaching there because you ain't building nothing. You ain't doing nothing. You just go with the flow. But for all of you that started advancing, it was the sound of the hammer that attracted the enemy's attention. And the Bible says they were furious. They were furious and they hired counselors to stop them. Has anybody had any hired counselors come into your house lately? Let me tell you what a counselor is. A counselor gives you advice. Oh my God. Huh? Has anybody got some really stinking advice lately? Huh? Like you can't do it. Like you're not going to make it. This probably ain't going to work. Come on, I'm working it. I just need somebody to pray for me. You probably ain't going to get healed. You probably ain't going to come out of this. You probably going to lose everything you got. I just need to know, has there been any hired assassins sent to your house? Y'all yes. probably ain't going to grow. Life Church ain't going to reach that kingdom mentality we after. Huh? 
I mean, he's been sending all kind of assassins to me. I got a trail beat out out here in my prayer closet. Amen. With me and God. And God began to speak to me and say, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent are the ones who's going to take it by four. I need you to just knock the fire out of your neighbor and tell them you got to get violent. Uh, well, don't knock the fire out of them. <laughs> Are you listening to me? You got to get fired. He said, this is the nature of the kingdom. It's always received resistance when it starts to advance. And only the forceful, my God, I feel this. Only the forceful is going to make it into this kingdom. I didn't say you couldn't be saved. I said, it's them that'll pick up an axe. Huh? It's like, bring it on, devil. I'm I'm a I'm a I am a I'm a multi um, faceted worshiper. I can sing your little love songs, or I can pick up a battle axe and beat you side to head. Is anybody listening to me? I don't know. Are you listening to me? Hey, Amen. Are you listening to me? Matter of fact, I done come I done come to the next level. Hey. <laughs> Who am I preaching to? I said, I done stepped into a whole new arena. I can preach with this hand and fight the death of Boshata. Boshata. I can worship with this God Almighty. I said, I can worship with this hand. Okay, y'all stay with me. Just pin it right there. Snap it in there or something. My jacket. Let it hang this time. Are you listening to me? If you don't learn to become ambidextrous, you're never going to step into. <laughs> Did I say it wrong? You're not going to step into your destiny. Are you listening to me? Amen. We got church full of people who can only do one or the other. I can only minister when there's no devil. I can only worship when there's no devil. Is anybody listening to me? And I'm going to have to cop out. Amen. God Almighty, until I get myself together. Well, let me tell you you something. Let me tell you something. Oh, Jesus. Hold that. Hold that out of Josh's chick. Amen. God is raising up a group of people who said, I will not stop it. I will not stop building. I'm going to fight. You know what that tells me? You can whoop the devil with one hand. It don't even take both hands for you to win this. It don't even take both hands for you to win this battle. You are anointed. Hey. What do you do, Daniel? What do you do, Daniel, when it was your very prayer life that warranted a lion's den? Oh, y'all, I don't know if y'all getting this. What do you do? Can I help somebody? Can I help somebody? Can I help you, Amanda, Abigail? (laughs) Can I help you? It ain't because you're not worthy. It it ain't because you've done the wrong thing. It ain't because you said the wrong thing or acted the wrong way. It's because you wanted the right thing. It's because you prayed the right prayer. Daniel, the enemy don't hate you because you quit your devotion. The enemy hates you because you took devotion to the next level. 
Well, you do. I can understand getting a whipping from God for cussing you out. But my God, I've been trying to encourage you, bunch of knuckleheads. So I had to go to a place in prayer. Amen. The devil told me, Kobe, why don't you back off? Renee, he told me that. He told me, why don't you back off? Why don't you just settle down? Amen. Why don't you just settle down? Amen. Everything's going just fine at Life Church. Why don't you leave it alone? He said, because of your preaching, the whole church is under attack. You hear me? I'm just telling you what the devil said. But you know what? I found myself a prayer closet and I pulled out a weapon in my right hand and a hammer in my left hand and we're going to fight, Colby. We're going to build, Josh. Woo! What do you do, Daniel, when the push itself got you in trouble? The king, you was the friend's king. Three times a day, Daniel would open up them windows and he would pray out over that kingdom. Amen. And here come the birds of prey. Said, you're praying too much. We got to stop this thing. We got to shut this thing down. Is anybody with me today? No, no, no. What do you do, Daniel? When the king comes and says, either you quit praying or we're going to feed you to the lions. Amen. You just got to know what time it is. You got to know what season it is in your life. It's your season to go to the next dimension. Maybe Daniel didn't know. God's finna give me the kingdom. God's finna give me the kingdom. And it come in the form of opposition. It come in the form of difficulty. Oh my God, Life Church, are y'all with me? What if this difficulty we're facing right now with all of these dilemmas is simply the door of opportunity that, that we got to kick wide open to step into a greater level of the kingdom? The Bible says, what do you do, Daniel? I'll tell you what Daniel did in the worst season of his life. He kicked the windows open and he prayed even more. I'm challenging you, kick that, don't shut the door. Don't shut the windows pray in the left handed seasons my God can anybody receive that it's easy to pray in the right handed seasons here's one for you be nice in left handed seasons huh we're praying for signs wonders and miracles that'd be all three for some of y'all being nice would be a sign. It'd be a wonder. And it'd be a miracle. Are y'all with me this morning? I know what time it is. I preached this two weeks ago. I know what time it is. I'm supposed to. I'm the lead pastor of Life Church. And it's time for transition for Life Church. And some of you are not going to make the transition. And the reason you're not going to make it is because you love you too much. And you're ugly on the streets. You're ugly in our schools. You're ugly to people. You don't belong at Life Church. What? No, 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 you don't. You don't. You're not one of us. You're not one of us. 
Amen. The Bible says they went out from us and it was a proof that they were not one of us. Amen. We, we don't submit to the, the, the uncomfortable circumstances. We get a hammer in one hand and we get a sword in the other and we don't fight people. We fight the devil. Is anybody listening to me? It's transition time, church. We're going to the next dimension. What do you do? What do you do? Somebody just said, I can't believe he just said that. You know what? I didn't accidentally say it. I thought it out. That's not who we are. Why? Because that's not who Jesus is. Uh, y'all got to be here tonight. It's going to get real tonight. Are you listening to me? So, so I, I, your, your lead pastor, I know what time it is. It's time to transition. And not only do I know what time it is, I know exactly what to do. <laughs> this is what we do. <laughs> is anybody getting this? I need to move on because I got some really good stuff here to preach. Amen. What do you do? What do you, what do, you do, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when everything was going fine until you took a stand for God? What do you do when you took a stand and because of it, he built the fire up? What do you do? What do you do, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Well, they showed us what to do. The king said, you're going to bow. You're going to bow to your own passions. You're going to bow to your own lust. You're going to bow to your own opinion. You're going to bow to your ugly little mouth and your own... I need to quit pointing this thing. No. You, 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 you're going to bow. <laughs> Just point it all right here. You, you're going to bow to doubt. You're going to bow to discouragement. Is anybody listening to me? You're going to bow or I'm going to build it up seven times hotter. What do you do? Amen. When it wasn't the bad stuff I did that got me in trouble, it was the good stuff I was doing. I'll tell you what you do. You, you, you follow suit with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, King, we ain't got to pray about this. I ain't got to think about it. I ain't got to ask nobody else about it. We are not bowing. And it was the very door of opportunity to step into destiny that they could have missed if they would have bowed. Come on, shake your neighbor real good and tell them don't bow. Don't bow. Tell them, tell them it's time to be ambidextrous. Can I tell you, some of you are in a very uncomfortable spiritual place in your life. Thank you for that amen. But Paul said, a great door of opportunity has been opened unto me and the adversity is great. What do you do, David, when the giant is breathing down your neck telling you, I'm taking you under. I'm taking your money under. I'm taking your finances under. I'm taking your health under. What do you do, David, when the giant is standing there ridiculing you? I'll tell you what you do. You find a rag and a rock. Anybody listen to me? You just get you a rag and a rock. 
Amen. That's all you need for where you are right now. Amen. And if you will push forward, somebody shout push. I know the pressure's great, but if you'll just push, God is about to give you a victory that's going to exalt you to an exalted place that you've been praying for. You just didn't know that place led right through the valley of the shadow. You didn't know that part, did you? You didn't know before you could get to that mountaintop there was a deep, dark valley. And it's right now that I feel you, Life Church, that your faith is under fire. Where's God? Where's God at? Why ain't God? Why ain't God? Can I tell you, in the midst of what you're in right now, I need you to write this down with your little pen. If you didn't get no paper, write it on your britches leg. You are closer to breaking this cycle than you've ever been in your life. That's worth shouting about. You've been in this cycle all your spiritual life. One cycle after another cycle only for it to come summertime and springtime, only to be destroyed by the wintertime in your life because you didn't know. My God. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I didn't know. I didn't know, but now you know. Can, can, can I tell you how faithful God is? It's been cold. Lately, but I promise you, springtime's coming. Jermaine, I found a scripture that in the Bible, it's the best place to get them. <laughs> and it says, I can't remember how it goes, it's been so many years since I read it, but you are more faithful than that sun rising in the morning. And my worship is going to be more faithful and steady as that sun rising in the morning. In other words, I'm telling you, we know it's going to get dark tonight, but there's something in us knows that sun's coming up in the morning. Are you hearing me, Life Church? Weeping may endure for the night, but it's coming in the morning. So meantime... <laughs> I'm going to hold on to my peace and I'm going to hold on to my joy and I'm going to fight. Hear me, i got to close with this scripture right here. Habakkuk said, if you're taking notes, write it down, 317, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall there be fruit in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, the fields shall yield no meat, the flock shall be cut off from the fold and there is no herd in the stalls. Verse 18 says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord and I will joy in the God of my salvation. Sometimes everything has to be taken to shift your temporary joy to an eternal substance. Sometimes it's losing stuff that makes you realize I didn't have joy in the first place. I was just happy because things were going good. 
Oh, my God. But it was until there was nothing left that the prophet said, in spite of all my loss, yet, which means nevertheless, which means in spite of, I will joy in the God of my salvation. For he shall strengthen me, and he shall make my feet like deer's feet, and he shall make me walk upon my high place. I need to prophesy to you right now. I don't know what y'all are going through, but I want to prophesy corporately. Life Church, we're going to walk on our high place. We're going to find that exalted place if you learn how to become ambidextrous. Stand with me all over this place. I want you to listen to me just a second. The things you're praying for can only be maintained and sustained by an ambidextrous church. If you can only worship in the good times, you can't be used on the level you want to be used on. If you let the thief steal your devotion, you'll never receive the promise. But God said, but God said he promised. He promised. His promise remains the same. The question is, are you going to fight the doubt? Are you going to pull out a club and stand over your sacrifice and say, I said it, I declared it, God spoke it, and though I don't understand where these, these ravenous birds come from, it still remains the same. I'm going to stand strong. Uh, Bliss is going to teach a lesson here in two weeks on posture. He told me last night, Pastor, I'm going to teach you on posture. And one of the postures is even physical posture. You know, there's another language that you speak everywhere you go called body language. I can look at something in your eye and tell you're deader than last year's corn crop. That's dead. You just dead. You just here. You just making it through and you think that's okay. That's okay for the dimension you're in and that's where you're going to stay. But what do you do, Paul? When you're in prison and you're beaten beyond recognition and the gallows is right outside, well, not gallows, they're going to chop your head off tomorrow. What do you do in your inner prison? You pout, you whine, you quit worshiping, or do you like Paul at the midnight hour he began to sing and praise the Lord. He became ambidextrous. He learned that my worship is not founded on money in the bank, crops in the field, health in my body, peace in my home. No, I'm ambidextrous. 
I can fight and worship at the same time. Come on now, this is closing out on something that's very important. You're about to break the cycle when you learn to worship a God you can't understand in this current situation. When you're able to worship Him because you know He's greater than. He's greater than. And He knows what I don't know and understands what I don't understand. Last night we had to repent. And I'm telling you, I've repented for my last time for that one. And you'll never see me walk in this place with my bottom lip dragging out my tracks. No matter what I mean. Oh, is anybody with me right now? Give me some men and women that walks in like this. God, I feel that anointing. Shut up. Yeah! Give me some men and women in the kingdom who has a yet praise. A nevertheless worship. I may not have nothing else material to joy in, but I will joy in the God of my salvation. Is anybody in this place? You're the men and women who change the world. Because you think the power and the supernatural is going to solve all your problems, it will create problems that you can't handle. Remember the scripture I gave you when you started going to business? He said, if you can't run with the footman, how in the world are you going to run with the horses? If you're weary in your land of peace, what in the world are you going to do when the Jordan swells? What are you going to do when the flood rises? Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to fight with one hand. And I'm going to build with the other. My God, there's an impartation coming right now. I need you to get ready for it. We got to create a culture, leaders, to where our worship is not sustained by favorable circumstances. Hey, our worship is sustained by Christ who hung on an old rugged cross and gave his life for me. So I will worship him in the living and I will worship him in the dying. I will worship him in the winning. Paul said, I have learned in whatever state, I will be content. Wait a minute. Here comes a wave. This ain't for everybody, but for you that's in a left-handed season, here comes something. There's a spirit of contentment coming. Paul said, I have learned to be content in my lack. He said, I've been hungry. I spent all night in the sea. But I have learned to be ambidextrous. I've learned to love him when I felt like he forsook me. My God, I'm telling you, I'm trying to build. The Holy Spirit's trying to build a church. He's trying to build a church that can step into the kingdom and see the supernatural. And I come to tell you right now, we will not get there 
without a weapon in one hand and a tool in the other. You can't get there. You can't get there. Oh my God, I don't know what God's doing right now, but I'm trying, I'm trying to fill it out. Issachar knew what time it was and he knew what to do. Now I have showed you what time it is and I have told you what to do. Draw your weapons. Don't bow. Don't bow. My God, I need the church praying. We're fighting for somebody's faith right now. Don't you bow. What you don't know is this, there's a great opportunity in front of you. The adversity is the proof. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Quit waiting on some feeling. Right now, right now. The Bible says Abraham believed God. Come on, God, I believe you. I believe you. I'm having to fight my emotions, but I believe you. I'm having to fight my feelings, but I believe you. I believe you, Lord. I believe you, Lord. I believe you, Lord. Come on. My God, come on. Whoever's ready right now, there's an impartation coming for you to become ambidextrous. You're never going to forget this message with these in my hands. It's right where you are. It's right where you are. Fight that buzzard off your sacrifice. Pray anyway. Study that Bible anyway. Pursue God anyway. Say it anyway. Oh, there's one for you. I know it don't look like it. You don't feel it. Say it anyway. I am whole. I have peace. I have joy. Come on. This is our altar call. I need you to say it anyway. I need you to say it anyway. I am an overcomer. I am big. Come on. This is swinging. You're swinging. Somebody at least start swinging. At least start swinging. Oh, oh, come on. Just start swinging. Start swinging. I know it's awkward, but say it anyway. It's awkward. Say it anyway. Life Church will step into the kingdom and we will take it by force. Uh, Luke 16, 16 says, the kingdom of heaven is preached and every man presses. Pressure. You got to press into this thing. What are you pressing against? Your doubt, your feelings, your emotions. Push. Push, Jennifer. This is your time. God brought you here for such a time as this. And I'm telling you how. I'm telling you what time it is. I'm telling you this is your time, Jennifer. This is your time to step into a level of victory. Amen. But the Holy Ghost says, Paul said, I got to forget what's behind me. You need an anointing to forget. I just felt that. Let me get right through here. You need an anointing to forget. You got to forget every failure. You got to forget every time you fail. You got to forget. Paul said, I'm forgetting what's behind me. Yes. And I'm pressing towards the higher calling of God. Right now, I need y'all to pray. We don't know, Jennifer. What's your last name? Hart. A-R-D. Amen. We're going to pray for an anointing to forget. Y'all don't need to understand that. I'm sure you do. I don't understand it all the way. But, but 
the Lord told me, you can't move forward till you forget. Till you forget. So this is a new beginning, a new place, a new direction for your life. And the Lord says, it's your time. Now is your time of salvation and deliverance, says the Lord. Stretch your hands towards her right now. I, I just let's just believe the Holy Ghost finna erase, erase every bad memory. Oh my God, when I said that, Jennifer Ward, the Holy Ghost showed me the eraser was forgiveness. You gotta forgive yourself. You gotta forgive yourself right now. Oh God, I pray for an impartation over Jennifer. God, that she forgets those things that are behind her and she starts reaching to what's ahead of her. Oh, I feel an anointing for you. God is saying, forgive yourself like I forgive you. God is saying, forgive yourself like I forgive you. I cast it as far as it is from the east to the west in the name of Jesus. Now you're focused ahead, not behind. And you're going to reach your destiny this time. Never to look back again in the name of Jesus. God used these two ladies right here. God used these two to get you here. All the way from... T oh, come on. Come on. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Can I hold him? It ain't been that many years ago. Josh and Courtney went through a wintry season. Some of you understands that. They went through a wintry season. And both of them had to become ambidextrous. Remember the struggle? Remember the conversations we had? She gave birth to a, a baby that had died. She had to go through the labor. She had to give birth. And right in the midst of their devotion, the thief showed up to rob them of their faith and their confidence. They had to become, they had to quit or become ambidextrous. In other words, I'm going to have to take my praise to another level or I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I'm going to have to take my prayer life to another level or I'm not going to make it. <laughs> and they did. And they made it through winter and then when he came along, she went through a season where he didn't move. Fear came back then. That buzzard came back. And I seen her get on that piano and she worshiped anyway. And she started, I always I can remember that day you just began to prophesy. And, and really, little Benjamin was an accident. Y'all know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. And in the midst of all that, well, as far as Courtney's concerned, God spoke to me and said, now that baby may have not been her will or their will, 
but he's my will. And that's why it's happened. And I'm finna bless them. And I told Courtney, I said, you don't have to worry because he's coming. And he's coming healthy. And he's coming strong. And let me tell y'all what God did. Ain't this the best looking grandbaby y'all ever saw? <laughs> That's amazing. He, uh, he come two weeks early. Three weeks early. Easy, buddy. He came three weeks early. And when he came here, he was as blue as a, he was blue. Smurf. And after all that was said and done, that doctor came back and told him, said it would have been fatal if she had went to distance because his navel cord was tied in a knot and it was cutting off all his oxygen. And them birds was trying to take him out. But God was fighting for him when y'all didn't even, are y'all listening to me? He was fighting for him. Only thing that me and God still got a problem with is she had him while I was in California. So we're going to work it out. We're going to work it out. Are you listening to me? But because you didn't quit, Courtney, because you didn't throw in the towel and say, I'm not preaching this gospel no more. You hear me? Look at this. Somebody just give it up for that good looking little. He opened his eyes. Because they learned how to worship. They learned how to worship in their left-handed seasons. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.